Uh, so welcome to those of you that are joining us online. It is great to have you with us. Pray this message will impact you. And just know that where you are sitting right now watching this, God can touch your life. If you need an encounter with God, if you need a healing from God, He can reach you right where you are as you're watching this message. And I pray He does that in Jesus' name. Family, why don't we welcome all those that are online? All right, so the title of my message, are you ready? It's Behold His Glory. Okay, behold His glory. It's a message about the transformational power of God. Amen. Jesus in Matthew 4, 17 says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Great way to get people's attention. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repentance, defined in the dictionary of biblical themes, is a change of mind leading to a change of action. It involves a sincere, note that, a sincere turning from sin to serve God includes sorrow for and confession of sin. Repentance, friends, is the first step in the process that God uses to transform us. He, he reconciles us back to Him. The power of this transformational process comes from one source only. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That is the message of the cross. It is the power to transform you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It is the power to transform you from the emptiness and depression into fullness and joy. It is the power to transform you from bondage and slavery into freedom and liberty. Amen. Paul in 1 Corinthians 1.18 says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. It sounds nuts to them. But to us who have been saved, it is the power of God. Peter in Acts 4.12, speaking of Jesus, says salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven, no other name, given to mankind by which we must be saved. See, friends, transforms lives begin with the message of the cross, the power of salvation. Yet for many, that's where they stop. They, they experience the power of God, the salvation experience. God reveals Himself to them. They, they repent and they accept God. But for some reason, they seem to stop there. They, they seem to fail to go on and walk in freedom and liberty. They continue to be caught up in sin and all the junk of their life seems to hang around them. They, they accept this power but then seem to get stuck there. They fail to grasp hold of the kingdom of God, which Jesus is promising. He says, it's at hand if you would just reach out. But some people, they get saved. They accept it. They experience that power and seem to stop. See, the good news is so much more than salvation. The good news is realizing that the same power that saves you is the same power that transforms you. It's realizing that the kingdom of God is at hand, just as Jesus promised. It's yours for the taking if you just reach out and grasp it. Amen. Romans 4.17, Paul tells us that the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You can experience righteousness, the assurance that your sins have been forgotten. 
You can experience peace in this world, even with all the kids running around, pulling all the stuff out. You can, believe it or not, experience peace. You can experience joy in this world. You can experience heaven here on earth in your life. But friends, get this. You'll only find it in one place, and that's in the Holy Spirit. That's within the Spirit of God. You won't find it in the world. You won't find it in Netflix. You won't find it hanging out with all your mates. You will find it only in the Holy Spirit. Through the gospel, through Jesus, through the cross, through the Holy Spirit, you can experience freedom and life. Amen. It's good news. Jesus was clear with his message. I'm going to talk about repentance, so I'll get a drink of water. I try not to spit on you guys. Jesus was clear with this message of the good news. It was a message of repentance and belief, faith in Jesus. See, you can repent and still not experience the kingdom of heaven if you don't believe in Jesus. The Jewish people, they, they've repented, but they don't accept Jesus as the Messiah. You need to repent and believe. Likewise, you can believe and still not experience the kingdom of heaven if you do not repent. See, for a lot of people, they say, oh, I've repented of this, I've repented. The truth is, in their heart, they ain't repented. They don't want to repent. You need to be genuinely, sincerely repenting. You need to get to a point in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm sick of this junk. I'm sick of living life. I'm sick of having all these problems. I want to turn from this, and I want to turn to God. I want to put all my faith in God, all my trust in God. You've got to do both. You've got to repent and believe to experience the kingdom of heaven, to experience the kingdom of God here on earth, to experience its transformational power. Can I just say, if you've repented and believed you're a follower of Jesus, you need to get water baptized. If you're here today and you've accepted Jesus, friend, your next step, you need to get water baptized. You need to go out of this. I just feel this in Jesus' name. You need to go out of here. You need to sign up the info desk and say, I want to get water. Because you know what we'll do? We will make a promise to those that want to be water baptized. We'll water baptize you before the end of the year. I, I just feel God's on this. You know, like, like, come on. Like, this is part of the pro Jesus was water baptized. Anyway, I, haven't got, I can't park there. I haven't got time. Just receive that in Jesus' name. All right, we've got to get on. Uh, right. Okay, Jesus not only preached good news, friends. He didn't just preach about repentance and belief. He also manifested the kingdom of God in power. You are called to walk in the power of the kingdom of God. You don't have to chase after power. You don't have to chase after signs and wonders. They will follow you if you have sought Jesus. They are byproducts of the kingdom of God. If you are walking in the kingdom of God, those things are a byproduct of that. I've got a note here. Do not expand, Neil. Move on. Most importantly, Jesus, I just, I've got to make room for God. I just know he wants to just, right. Most importantly, Jesus came to preach the good news and to reveal the image of God, what God is really like. 
John 4.24, God is spirit. You can't see him. Reveal, you're not going to see him. He's a spirit. And just in case you didn't realize, you are a spirit as well. You spend all that time in the morning with the makeup and all that. That body, it's just a body. You're a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. Amen. That's for free. All right. The Bible tells us, Colossians 1.15, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. Hebrews 1.3 says, Jesus is the reflection of God's glory. The exact likeness of his nature. Jesus himself, John 14 says, If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus came to reveal God. Friends, we have not been saved to remain unchanged. Caught up in all our old junk, caught up in all our old sin, caught up in, oh, what was me? I can, we have been saved to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit to reflect, to reflect Jesus. You're called to be a witness here on this earth. People should look at you and see Jesus. People should look at me and see Jesus. People should look at us and see God. Amen. Just saying. Salvation is simply the first step in that process of transformation. God's heart, His desire is that we would be His witnesses here on earth, that we would display His love, be carriers of His kingdom. Friend, where are you at in this process? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and got stuck there? Have you been walking with Him for some time and now you're caught up with bitterness and unforgiveness and you're trapped in this place, unable to be more like Jesus because you got hung up on something. You got stuck on something. God wants to unstuck some people this morning. Amen. Amen. Okay, the good news. This is even, well, it's not better. Nothing's better than salvation, but this is really good. The good news is that we don't transform ourselves. God help me. The Bible tells us that it's the Holy Spirit that transforms us from glory to glory to glory into the likeness of Jesus. Sorry, <laughs> I've upset the kids. We need the Holy Spirit to be transformed. And I think this is where some people get stuck. They accept salvation. They accept Jesus. They experience the power of salvation. But then they fail to understand how to access the power of the kingdom of God that's available to them in and through the Holy Spirit. And so they get stuck in the junk. They get stuck in all the stuff. They keep going back to it. The good news, even better news, I'm going to tell you how to access that power. You're actually going to see some of it at work today as well. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this. It says, this is so good. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, friends, there is freedom. There is freedom where the Holy Spirit is. Thank you, Jesus. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. Unveiled holy. 
beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of holy to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Friends, this isn't a one-off encounter at conference. This isn't a one-off prayer meeting. This is a way of life. If you would seek Him for who He is, if you would behold His glory, the power of the Holy Spirit would begin to transform your life and change your life. I'll unpack this. How are we transformed? How do we access this transforming power? Not by striving, not by banging on God's door, not by praying more, not by trying to be better, not by any of that. We are transformed by beholding, by beholding. What does beholding mean? Beholding means to observe, to gaze upon, to contemplate, especially someone or something of remarkable or impressive nature. Friend, you're transformed. You access that power by beholding the glory of God. What's the glory of God? <laughs> Mate, words would never describe it. You know, it's His fullness. It's His majesty. It's His holiness. But I feel for you. I did some research. I kind of tried to come up with something. And I found a definition. Obviously, it'll fall short, but I think it's pretty good. It says God's glory is the manifest beauty of His holiness. The manifest beauty of His holiness. See, the Bible says that God, by His Spirit, illuminates your soul. Proverbs twenty twenty seven. The Holy Spirit comes in you. It's like a fire. It becomes a light within you. And then, uh, so you might be able to behold the glory of God revealed in the face of Jesus. Friends, it's supernatural. It's a spiritual process. Don't try to understand it in your head. Just trust God. The Holy Spirit, God's Spirit within you, supernaturally begins transforming you to allow you to see the face of Jesus. Able to see His glory before you. And by His Spirit, you are transformed. How do we, I'm going fast, I know. How do we behold His glory? How do we behold the face of Jesus? Like, okay, Pastor Neil, I, I get it. I want to be changed. I don't want to stay where I am. I want to I access the kingdom. I want to break free, free from all this junk. How, how do I do it? What do I got to do? How can I be changed? How can I see the glory? How can I tap into this transforming power of the kingdom of God? Well, come next week. No, I'm joking. The Bible, how do I get another drink? It's hot up here. The Bible says Moses saw many signs and wonders. Mate, he saw the Red Sea part. You know, he had the staff that went to a snake. He did the whole magic hand, you know, the leper hand thing. You know, like he saw amazing miracles. He talked with God. He knew God really like nobody else. But Moses knew that there was even more than what he'd encountered. Moses knew that there was even more than what he'd seen, even though he'd seen many miracles. Moses knew there was more. And in Exodus 33, 18, Moses says to God, he says, please, show me your glory. Show me your glory. You know what? I could be wrong, but I'll chuck it out there anyway. I believe we're going to see a move of God there will be a move of His glory that will cause people to bow down and repent and worship Him for who He is, not what they can get from Him. 
What Moses wanted was to see the face of God. He didn't want to just know God's hands, his works, his miracles, or what he did. Moses wanted to know the God of the miracles. He wanted to know God to see his face. Moses discovered the key to this transforming power was a desire to know God intimately. Intimately, simply for who he is. We come to him with our prayer requests. We come to him with our Bible study. Friend, I'm not talking about a quiet time. I'm not talking about learning from, I'm talking about coming to him for who he is and just beholding his presence, beholding his glory, beholding him for who he is. Okay, you got to get this. This is the key. For you to experience God's power of salvation, He descends to you. The power comes to you. He finds you. You didn't find Him. Saving power comes from God and it comes to you. But for you to experience the power of transformation, you need to ascend from Him. You need to ascend the mountain. See, Moses, when he said, show me your glory, God says, well, if you want to see my glory, you need to come up the mountain. He said, you get ready in the morning. You prepare yourself. Some of you need to prepare yourself right now. You need to prepare yourself. You need to be willing to come up to the mountain. If you want to see my glory, the first thing you need to do is come up the mountain. You need to come to me. If you want to see, you've got to, to get that transforming power. You've got to be willing to go to God. He isn't going to come to you. Seek me and you'll find me. You need to be prepared to come to Him. Hallelujah. To experience God, to experience His glory, His transforming power, friends, to experience the fullness of what God has for you. Like, we're living in mediocre, mate. God has got so much for us, but we will not experience it until we're ready to go up the mountain like Moses and seek Him for who He is, not what we can get. All this is temporal. It's all going to, it has no eternal value. God's calling you because He cares about your eternity. He cares about who you are because He wants to transform you in His glory that you'd be a representative of Jesus here on earth. Maybe the worship team can come, get some noise, you know, that'd be cool, be anointed. The Bible says when Moses came up the mountain, God took him. Moses comes up the mountain. The Bible says God took him and put him in the cleft of a rock, hit him in a rock. I'm talking about spiritual things. Don't worry if your head's not getting this because your spirit is. See, when you desire to seek God, when you desire to seek His face, when you desire to seek Him only for who He is, when you put time in there, when you desire to do that, the Holy Spirit will take you. He will take you in the Spirit and He will put you in a secret place and He will begin to reveal things to you. He will show you things. His Spirit will illuminate things in your life and by His power in those moments, you will be transformed. Things will start to shift. It's not about you praying more. It's about you seeking God in His fullness, in His glory for who He is, not what He can do for you. Just saying. How do you behold His glory? You go up the mountain, friend. You seek to meet Him face to face. Not for what you can get, but simply for who He is. You abide in His glory, simply beholding Him.
And as you do that, you're transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. The sad news is it's available to every single one of us, but so few people are prepared to go up the mountain. They never find it. They never discover it. God has way more for you and your life than you can imagine. God doesn't reveal His glory to everyone. His power, His signs and wonders, His miracles, they all see that. But His glory is only reserved for those that are prepared to go up the mountain. Moses was the only one that went up the mountain. All the Israelites, all that, they're like, no, 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 we're too scared. You know, the fire, the cloud, you know, no, no, you go, Moses. You go and tell us, come back, tell us what God says. Friend, if you want to access everything God has for you, don't rely on me or anybody else to tell you what God's saying. You need to be prepared to go up the mountain and meet God for yourself face to face. I'm getting a little excited. I don't mean to, sorry. See, there are people today who are afraid of the fire of God. They're afraid of spiritual things. They don't understand it. Friend, you don't need to understand it. Just trust God. The Spirit's working in you right now. Every single one of you, you glue to me. Why? Because I'm speaking truth. There's a Spirit in you that longs to encounter the fullness of God. But so many just, oh, I don't want to go this weird, that's wacky, whatever. Friends, don't settle for mediocre. God has way more for you. Moses, when he came down from the mountain for the glory, man, he was changed. His face was aglow. It shone. They told him, hey, cover up your face. We're getting sunburned. You know, it, it was a glow. When you're in the glory, the power of the Holy Spirit changes you and transforms you. In the glory, on top of the mountain that morning, Moses went up to to meet with God. The Bible tells us, Exodus 34, 8, that as Moses came into the glory, he bowed down instantly. He bowed down and worshipped God. Moses' reaction to exposure of God's glory was to bow down with his face to the ground. And as he bowed down on the ground, the Bible says he began to repent. He began to repent for himself and he repent, began to repent for a nation. And I want to repent right now for you, for people of Connect Church, as we bow down before God today. We repent of all our sins, of not putting God first. See, in the glory, the beauty of God's manifest holiness will cause you to bow down and worship. Because there's a beauty about it. There's a, there's a, oh, mate, it's just amazing. But the holiness of that same manifest beauty will cause you to bow down and repent. It cleanses you. It, like, like you think you're doing all right, you come into His glory and all of a sudden you see all your spots and wrinkles. But the good news is in the glory, they're transformed. In the glory, God changes you with His power. Moses, as he was bowed down in that glory, God spoke to him. There are things you will only hear from God in the glory. 
There are things you are only hear from God when you seek Him for who He is. It's a word for you too. In Exodus 30:14, God spoke to Moses. See, on top of this mountain, God made an agreement with Moses. He made a covenant with Moses. As Moses was up there in the glory, God says to him, listen, listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people, in presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you, Church Connect Church, all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Who? God's looking. Who's prepared to ascend the hill of the Lord? Who's prepared to go up the mountain? Who's prepared? To seek God just for who He is, not to get your problems fixed, not to get a new TV or a new car. Who's willing to seek Him for who He is? Let's stand. It's where you are. Let's stand. Maybe just close your eyes reason I do that is because I just don't want you to get distracted by people around you. My God's calling people today. God's talking to people today and I want to make sure you hear Him, not me. See, the question the Holy Spirit is asking this morning is who will ascend the mountain? Would you be one to lay down your life to come up the mountain to seek Him simply for who He is? See, I believe God wants to touch people with the power of His Holy Spirit this morning. He wants to reveal Himself to people in a greater way, in a greater measure. Friend, don't settle for where you're at. God has so much more. Some of you are stuck in this process of transformation. It's like you're worn out. It's like a car battery that's almost gone flat. It's just grinding and grinding. God wants to jumpstart that battery in this place this morning. Others of you, you're like Moses. You've seen amazing things. Yet God has more for you. He's calling you up the mountain. So I just want to invite every single one of you now that you know God's calling me. I, I, I need to get up that mountain. I just want you to come up the front and we're just gonna we're gonna open up the altar. Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now, speak to people. Holy Spirit, draw people. Draw people, speak to hearts. Father, speak to hearts, touch people. Father, visions, give people visions. Father, giftings, new giftings for people. God's going to release new giftings into people's lives. Father, for those that are that are worn out and tired, Father God, just call them right now. Call them right now. For those of you that are online, right where you are now, whatever you need, just begin to pray to God. Just ask Him, God, show me your fire. Let your fire fall. Let, my, let me see your glory. Okay, what I want to do is just all of us in this room right now, we lift up just with your eyes closed, just lift up your hands to heaven. Just lift up your hands to heaven. Jesus. Just repeat this after me. Jesus. Send your fire back 
baptize me in your fire. God, I hunger for you. I seek you for you alone. God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, show me your glory.